What's up, brother? Your mic's muted, brother. Mm -mm. We got a new laptop. Give us a minute. You hear me? Yeah, we good, man. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's the best it's ever been, to be honest. And there it went. It went back to mute. Because of the video, I'm thinking. There it goes. All right. I'm not sure if those video played or not. I know the first one did. I'm not sure about the second one. Yeah, I hear you're the best you've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I have a new laptop. I don't know. This is my first time being on it. So um, I'm still figuring out <clears throat> exactly how to use it and all. So anyway, I'm yeah. Brad with College Sportscast. My lighting is not great in this camera yet. I haven't figured that out. Um, <clears throat> but Hopefully, I won't have any sound and other video problems and that kind of stuff. We yeah. are here to do our game day pickums. Yeah. We we missed last night. We normally do these on Thursday night, guys. Uh, but I've been kind of busy, and I was waiting for this new laptop to come in as well. So we mm -hmm. pushed it back a night to do it on a Friday night here. And both of us just got through watching Kentucky play a basketball game. So um an exhibition basketball game so yeah we're kind of coming on a little bit late but uh we are here to do our game day pickums um i'll start out with um we are presented by the fanboys we're on let's talk sports sideline sports the real fresh channel on sundays and i am also a uh, stadium rant writer you can look me up on Stadium Rant as well and WSBN TV Channel 30. So also got some sponsors there uh, listed so you can see those. I'm going to start mm -hmm. with our Pick'em stats. So Taylor and I both went eight and four last week. John, you, you're bringing up the rear. You went four and eight. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Not everybody can do good. <laughs> so uh i'm 54 and 40 on the year john you're 42 and 52 and taylor's 35 and 36 um i pushed this back so i don't have taylor's picks tonight hopefully we'll get him back maybe if this is running right we'll get him actually back on the show next week for mm -hmm. for all this so uh hopefully if things go right, we'll get Taylor back 
on with us next week and we'll do this back on Thursday nights like we normally do. Mm -hmm. All right. With that said, let's get started tonight. John, we're going to start with Oklahoma is a nine and a half point favorite at Kansas this week um, on tomorrow. I was going to say on Saturday because we normally do these Thursday night, but mm -hmm. um, it's tomorrow. Um, and these are DraftKings spreads. And these were this morning. There is a couple, two or three that has moved, and we'll talk about that as we go. I don't. I'll, I'll be. I'll be frank with you. I don't like this game for Kansas for for one reason. Oklahoma was almost caught off guard last week at UCF, and. They're going to be more prepared, I think, this week. Um, you know, Kansas is still without Jalen Daniels. I don't know the whole situation with Jaden Daniels. I, I mean, this has been a lingering issue all season long. Um, but Kansas is 11th in storing defense in the Big 12, um, which is not real good. 20, they're allowing, I think, 27 points a game. And Oklahoma is the fourth highest scoring team in the nation, not just in the Big 12. So I don't like this game, to be honest, um, for Kansas. I think they're going to air it out, Oklahoma. I think they'll move the ball at will. And I think they're, they're going to run this score up after playing the way they did against UCF last week. Um, I take Oklahoma to win and cover. All right. I mean, Oklahoma last week struggled. I mean, they had to come from behind um, at home against UCF. UCF mm -hmm. did have Plumley back, back last week playing, but, you know, they struggled in this game last week and pulled out a win, 31-29, but they were favored 17-and-a-half. Now they're coming well, in. They're another, coming thing in too, another thing in that, UCF had an opportunity to tie it on a – was it a two-point conversion? Two point they, conversion they, yeah. they screwed it up. Yeah. Yeah. They screwed um, the two-point conversion up. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it was a – they. I mean, they literally just, just did pull this game out last week. Uh, Oklahoma did. Now, they were coming off of a bye, coming off of the Texas win. So, if you remember last week, I did mention I was afraid of maybe a letdown, you know, mm -hmm. Um, I think last week was the scare, though. Um, I do expect Dylan Gabriel and company and Stoops uh, and company to kind of get back on track. And Kansas has been having some issues with Daniels and, and you know, and stuff. So I'm going to take Oklahoma in this as well and, and, uh, and, and take the nine and a half points. Well, and it seems like every time Kansas gets ranked, they end up losing the next game. It's like, yeah, just about. It's, like they, it's about like what Kentucky does. It's about they can't like figure they can't does. figure it out for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, so the next game we're going to talk about tonight is South Carolina at Texas A and M. 
And this game was a 16-point spread this morning when I put all this in. I looked just a few minutes ago. It's went up to 17-point um, spread. That is a large spread in this game, if you ask me. Both of these teams <laughs> yeah, it's both of these teams have struggled a little bit. Um, and I know this is at College Station. So, mm-hmm. you know, they do get the 12th man. It is a hard place to play. But what do you think about this? That's, I'm going to keep it at minus 16 since that what that's what it was this morning. You know, I don't know. This game's hard. For me, this is hard to predict. You know, A&M's lost two in a row, um, which they played within a touchdown last week against Tennessee. Should have won it, to be honest. There were some plays where they could have made to win. Um the schedule don't get no easier after this, though, because they go on road trips to Ole Miss and LSU um, in their next three games. So, if they're going to make quick work of South Carolina, they need to take advantage of this game because if you lose this game, there's opportunity where you might not go to a low game. And that's, you know, South Carolina's probably playing for pride at this point. I don't think they're going to be going to a bowl game, to be honest. They um, won't just, be going bowling if they don't win this game. I can tell you that. No, nah, if they don't win this game, it's, it's pretty much over for them. Um, South Carolina is probably – well, they are the worst team defense – the worst team defense in the league. And I think they'll, they'll be able to move the ball at will against a really bad South Carolina defense. Um and South Carolina is going to be without one of their top receivers, too, which that's going to make it a big issue, especially against the Texas A&M front four that's probably one of the better front fours in the country. So give me A&M, but I don't think they cover this game. I, well, you're going, I, I, I guess I'm going to say South Carolina. Yeah. Um, South Carolina to cover because I just – You think South Carolina covers the spread? Yeah, I don't – I mean, I get it. It's a it's a heavy spread. But at the same time, this game's always historically been always a pretty decent game. And it's – Unbelievably, Texas A&M has been in the SEC. This is their yearly matchup. Yeah. You would not think – that South Carolina and Texas A&M would have a match, would have a yearly matchup, mm-hmm. but this is the East and West yearly matchup for them. Yeah, it is like Kentucky and Mississippi State, and there's a few right. other. Well, they play each other every year. Um, yeah. Once at Texas A&M, and then the next year they go back and play at South Carolina, and they've been doing this since 2011, I think. Well, and- 2012. <laughs> The thing about it is, South Carolina's offense has been struggling lately. Now, they, they have a few games where they've looked really good and they've looked really bad. But against a really good AM defense, that's one, probably one of the best in the country, they're going to have a time moving the football, I think. Um, especially. Now, South Carolina's going to move the football some on offense. It's their, they defense. Are, but, it's their defense that's been horrible. Well, I think they'll move the ball, but. I think Texas A&M has enough up front to, to 
rely on some plays to, to stop. I'm going to go opposite of you. If you're going to take South Carolina in the points, I'm going to take A&M to cover and just do it opposite of you in, on this one because I think this is a toss-up game. I think with that spread, the spread's kind of wide. I think that it could go either way at the 16-point mm -hmm. mark. Um, you know, so – since it's a toss-up game for me, I'm just going to take Texas A&M. You know what's funny is, is Texas A&M is ranked 60th nationally in total offense. But if you look at some of their games, you wouldn't think that. Yeah. With the way they moved the ball, son. Yeah. Our third game we're going to talk about tonight is Clemson is a nine-point favorite at NC State coming off of a loss at Miami. I don't even know, I don't even know how they are favored that much by at NC State. I, coming off of a loss at Miami, um, now they are a nine-point favorite at NC State. Now, NC State has not played great this year. They really haven't. Um, they've, they, they switched their quarterbacks from Brennan Armstrong um, about two weeks ago, he, this guy has only been in about two weeks. Um, so now they're going to the Wolfpack. And, and you know, is what do you think about this game with Clemson Tigers headed there now? I don't know. The Wolfpack have a defense to me. They have a good formidable. defense. They do they're have a good formidable. defense. Yeah. And I think they'll be able to slow down Clemson a little bit. For NC State, though, their issue is on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they changed quarterbacks a couple of weeks ago. They changed ago. quarterbacks, and, and they didn't really look that good the last two weeks, um, which Raleigh is a hard place to play at times. It, it's one of the toughest places to play ever since dating back to when they had Phillip Rivers at NC State. Um, it's always been a difficult place to play and go. So, I think Clemson wins this game, but I don't think they cover the spread. Clemson's got a lot of problems right now, um, all over the place. You know, we're we're waiting for Clemson to just snap out of it, and it's not happened. Um, the only I'll thing tell you, I, I'll you know, tell you for me, John, I picked I picked Clemson to beat. Florida State, okay. Yeah, I picked, um, I picked Clemson, um, in the what was the other game they lost? Uh, I mean, started last week. Oh, uh, Clemson Duke. and Duke. Duke. I picked, I picked Clemson to beat Duke. I picked Clemson last week to to cover the spread on Miami and they haven't done me any favors all year long. So now well, and Clemson, I'm, I'm taking the nine points in NC state <laughs> at home. I, I believe that's what I'm going to do because I just don't, I guess I'm just going to go with you because, you know, Clemson, they rank 44th in total offense. You know what the biggest issue for them is? Is their lack of running game. And I get it. They got Will Shipley, but you can't depend on him every single night. Like you can't. Outside of him, and I and I said outside of him, week. it's 
there's I not said this to some Clemson fans, some diehards, and they didn't like it too well. But they, um, they I'll say this: they don't have a whole lot of playmakers outside of Shipley. If if, if NC State can put together a game plan to, to on the offensive side of the ball with the defense that they got, I could see them pulling an upset here. I, I could. Now, I'm just going to say I'm I don't think this is going to be a shootout. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I really think Clemson should win this game, but you never know. And mm-hmm. they haven't done me any favors this year picking them. So I'm jumping off the bandwagon. The Clemson and I, and I don't think I don't think this is going to be a shootout either. So if you're looking for an offensive kind of game, then you might ought to turn the channels. That, that, was, a quote, that was a quote from me. That was a Dabo quote. I'm jumping off the Clemson bandwagon. <laughs> bandwagon. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, babe. I had to. It's funny. <laughs> All right, guys. <clears throat> Our next one we're going to go to is this is one of the biggest games in the SEC each year. This is Georgia in Jacksonville against Florida. Georgia is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite this morning. And, you know, Florida is five and two. They have only lost one game to Kentucky in the SEC so far. What did I tell you? Um, They are are in the hunt. And now they get Georgia. So this is their opportunity. It's a 14 and a half point spread. What do you think in this game? I mean, what did I tell you? Two weeks ago on the on the. Game day pick him. I said if they could beat South Carolina and be five and two going into the Georgia game, they had an opportunity to make some noise. And that's they that's do. basically what that's where they're basically at. Um Georgia's defense is still legit. Um I'm gonna tell people don't be fooled by Florida's game against South Carolina. And I mean that with all due respect, because South Carolina's defense is not good. And Florida just went up and down the field on them. Um, this is a different kind of defense they're going up against. Um, I don't think this is a game that they're going to miss Bowers as much more than they will later on. You know what I mean? Um, because I think they have enough weapons on both sides of the ball. They could make this game fairly ugly. But if it gets to – if it gets to a, a – a seven-point game late in the fourth quarter, and you're trying to figure out how to how to win this thing. You give Florida every single chance to to win to win this game. And if I'm Georgia, I don't let that happen. Um, so Georgia's I had a hard I'm, time jumping out on teams this year, though. They besides, have, and besides the Kentucky they, game, the, the <clears throat> Kentucky game, and that was it. So yeah. Um, they're, they're second best in third down defense. Um, They've been a second half team. But they're they're just really good, and and they're still a good defensive team. They're not the <clears throat> defensive team of last year's Georgia, but they're still very very good. So, um, I'm going to take the Bulldogs in the 14 and a half. I think they cover this game. I think I I cover this game because it's a rivalry game. I don't think it'll be more than that. Um, I think towards the end, Florida will – I mean, Georgia will pretty much just run the clock out and take a win and just go on in this rivalry game because it's always you know, tight 
early in the game. That's really close to the way I see this game going. I can see like a 31 to 14 win, just riding it out late, something like that. Um, I just don't think that this Florida team has. I mean, Kentucky Kentucky dominated and Georgia dominated Kentucky. And when you watch those two games, it's really hard to imagine that this Florida team could really challenge this Georgia team. However, you watch other teams play Georgia this year, whether it be Vandy or Auburn or, and these other teams are challenging Georgia. So if you look at the Vandy game, Vandy scored 20 on them, which the last point was a, was basically a garbage touchdown. But Kentucky they still, ain't scored twenty. Kentucky ain't scored twenty on Georgia in four years combined. <laughs> it, it's just basically boils down to Georgia has stupid numbers. Basically, if you really want to be honest about it. I mean, so with all that said, I, I just it's so hard for me not to pick Georgia in this game. I'm gonna pick Georgia. I really think they cover this and win, like I said, somewhere around 31 to 14, 30, 34 to 17, somewhere mm-hmm. in that range. I think that's that's the way this game goes. So Yeah, right. I, I do too. The biggest game of the weekend, if you ask me, is not an SEC game. It's this game right here. We've got Oregon, who is a six-and-a-half-point favorite at Utah. Kyle, yeah, Whittingham. Kyle Whittingham has been an absolute genius the last four or five years in, in this coaching profession. Like, if anything happens to Stoops and he leaves or anything, Kyle Whittingham's the guy to call. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to say this. <laughs> the, the last four regular season meetings between Oregon and Utah have ended with the home team win. That's a key stat. Um, Kyle Whittingham is probably one of the most underrated coaches in the country. Um, I'm telling you, you know, the Ducks, to me, they look good all year. And, you know, to be honest with you, for them to get to the playoffs, I think they got to win out. One more loss, and it's basically now for the Pac-12, they can probably still. both of these teams have to win out. They both yeah, I think they, I think they both do, which makes it an even bigger game. Um, yeah. Oregon's defense is really, really good. Um, they've held five straight opponents under 100 yards rushing. So is Utah. What, and that's what Utah's good at is running the football. Um, Utah's good on defense too. And and they also get Kyrie Jackson back, um, which is going to be a big plus for Oregon. That's going to be a big thing for their defense. So – Utah has defied expectations for me this year. We said first game they'd lose because Cam Rising was out. They beat Florida. Um, we said they'd lose UCLA game. They they won it on their defense. Um, every single time we – Last week, USC. Every single time we put Utah on the outs, they, they some way come out and just show us why they are who they are. Um, they're only allowing three yards per rush. If they can neutralize Oregon's running game, I think Utah wins this game. But can they stop the passing game? 
That's the question. And can Barnes, can he throw for more than 200 yards against Oregon secondary? That's the big question. That place is going to be humping because it's college game days there. Um, this is going to be one of those down-to-the-wire Pac-12 games. We're in for another Pac-12 Washington-Oregon type game this week. Um, I don't know. Just give me the home team. Um, I think I'm going to take Utah. I think they get it done this weekend. I don't know. You're 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 picking the same things I was planning on picking. So I know, I'm, man. I, I'm going to be I honest with you. I have been riding Utah for two years. I rode them last year. I picked them to win the Pac-12 last year. They did. Repeated last year. Um, I just mm – -hmm. now, I am not going to sit here and say that they are winning just yet. But I, this is what I did last week. I picked them to cover. I think they were six or six-and-a-half-point underdogs um, mm -hmm. last week as well. And I picked them to cover. They not only covered, they won by two. And I, I'm just – I'm going to go with the Utes here. I, I've been riding them. They've been good to me on my picks for a long time. I've only lost one or two of them that they – Well, you know. my biggest key is if Kyrie Jackson suits up. If he doesn't, I don't think – I think Utah still wins. But if Kyrie yeah. Jackson suits up for Oregon – I think he adds another dimension to their secondary and could give Utah fits. And there's a chance Oregon could win this game because Oregon's defense is no slouch. Listen, I like Oregon. I like Dan Lanning. He's another guy I would call, just to be honest with you. I, both of these guys I would. But I'm telling you right now, the Utes have just been – this Utah team has been really good at either winning or covering spreads – um, for quite a while now, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to ride them out one more week here and see what happens. I'm well, going to ride them out with you, so we're both. I'm going to go Utah in this one. Yeah, I am too. I'm going to throw with them. All right. Our next game we're going to talk about, this is the this is the uh, non-Kentucky fan. <laughs> um, this, oh. Hey, this, he, he said earlier in the week, he said, can both of them lose? I, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I've been asked two or three times to pick a winner in this game, and I both times I've said, can both of them lose? Yeah, can both of them get beat? <laughs> All right, so we got Duke at Louisville, and Louisville yeah. this morning was a four-and-a-half-point favorite. However, right before we went on the air, I looked, John, and this spread yeah. is up to a six. I don't know if that means that some news is coming out that Riley's not playing. Riley Leonard. Uh -huh. He's questionable. I'm not sure. If Riley Leonard don't play, that changes this game, if you ask you me. You know, people, people still don't believe in Duke, apparently, because – They've lost two out of the last three games. But if you remember, it had Notre Dame one drive 
away from a win on the ropes, and they had and they had FSU on the ropes until Leonard went back out. Well, until the fourth quarter happened, and they kind of just buckled up. But he, but Leonard went out with an ankle. When Leonard was in the game, they were ahead twenty to seventeen in the fourth quarter, yeah. beginning of the fourth quarter. I think Duke wins this game. Um, I don't think they're going to run away with it by any means. Um, I think it's going to be a fourth-quarter game. Um, unlike the last two games, I think they close this one. And I think – Man, if I point? knew if, if I knew that Riley Leonard was playing, I would absolutely pick Duke in this game. There would be no question about no. it. I would even pick them without him because Louisville has benefited from a from an easy schedule. I think you know, and well, they have. And you've seen that against Pittsburgh. They didn't, and they've always struggled with Pittsburgh ever since. Yeah, what since the Big East? I think. I guess okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take Duke as well. I, I just think that this Duke team and Mike Elko and the defense that he's put together is really really good. Mm -hmm. And I really, really like Riley Leonard. Now, I don't know if he's playing or not because he re-injured his ankle and missed the fourth quarter last week as well. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if he's going to be playing in this game. And that's going to make a huge difference if he's not. It is. So, it's going to make a know. huge difference. Yeah. Louisville is likely to maybe win this game. You know, I think they have a, a good shot if mm -hmm. Leonard doesn't play. All right, the next one is BYU at Texas. Texas is a 20-point favorite. I put this one on here on our list because Texas is playing and starting a redshirt freshman backup mm -hmm. quarterback that's never started. Now, he's thrown like eight passes this year. He's like four of eight or something in, in mm -hmm. you know, mop-up duties. Um, mm -hmm. Malik. Murphy, he's a redshirt freshman. He's a four-star, high four-star kid. Um, and he is starting. Arch Manning, who is a true freshman, would be his backup. I think Arch is redshirting, to be honest. Yes. He plans on – Arch has not played at all. He's not been in any games yet. But you do get – Four games, you do, yeah. and you can still redshirt. So Sark was asked about, it, and Arch Manning would be Malik Murphy's backup in this game, and this would just be one of the four games that mm -hmm. that Arch would get, you know come into. But he is planning on redshirting. But I, I find it interesting because yours is not playing. BYU has been up and down, looked pretty good sometimes. sometimes. Yeah, that's that's the you biggest know, issue. They, that, got that they got Slovis as the QB. He's a good QB. They can look good some games. Texas has got a backup QB that's never started a game. You know, um, do they can they cover this twenty point spread at home? I think they cover it. Um, I think in order to beat Texas, though, they have to play the way they did against Arkansas and Texas Tech. They can't play the way they did against the other two teams. 
TCU, um, TCU they got run TCU, out. They just you can't you can't have that situation happen on the road in Austin because it's going to be tough, especially if you get behind. I think you can't get behind big in Austin because Texas has got a pretty good defense, and you know with the weapons they got offensively, even with when you was out. Malik Murphy is not no slouch either. He's a really good quarterback. So, for BYU to win this game, I think they got to take advantage of opportunities when they have an opportunity to score. Um, the biggest issue is overcoming the talent disadvantage. You know, fundamental football stuff. Not making yeah, mistakes. When you got a, when you got a, a brand new quarterback coming in, he's nervous. Maybe he throws three picks in the first half. Yeah. I mean, you just never know what's going to happen, you know. You just never know about a game, yeah. So, but I think Texas wins this, but I do think BYU covers the spread. All right. So, you know, I think Texas has tremendous talent all over the field. Yeah, they're and there's five stars everywhere there. They do. They have tremendous talent, and I put this on here just so we could have a little discussion about this. Murphy is a really high four-star kid, um, really talented guy, redshirt freshman. He was there last year. This is his second season. He has been in in mop-up duty in like three or four games this year. He's mm -hmm. thrown like eight passes. So this is not his first time entering a game or nothing like that. It will be his first time starting. I am going to say that Texas covers this spread – and it's—I'm not real confident on that. <laughs> I'm not real confident on that. But if you're going to go BYU, I'm going to go Texas, so we have something different. Yeah. So. All right. Then we're going to get to to the game that we want to talk about, and that's t Tennessee three and a half point favorite at Kentucky. Um, it's been three and a half all week that I have seen. Oh, I'm saying it's—it's not. It's not really uh it's not really moved. Yeah. Um both of these teams are coming off of losses. Kentucky had a bye week last week. Kentucky's coming off of two losses mm -hmm. in a bye. And Tennessee's coming off a loss at Alabama last week where they basically just folded in the second half. A 20 to 7 halftime lead and Here's the biggest thing with Kentucky against Tennessee. You know, you've seen it in the game against Missouri. You've seen it in the game and a couple of the, the Eastern Kentucky. You know, you're for, after out, you outscored your opponents, what, 19 to nothing. Um, and then Kentucky's been outscored 41 to nothing, and that's in the last four games. Um, the execution at the end of the first half was bad against Missouri, against Georgia. Um, you know, Kentucky had the ball down 24-7 with 5.15 left in the second quarter. Um, and then they got the ball back to start the second half. If Kentucky goes down there and scores, it's a, it's a totally different game. You know, it's a – 24-14 game, third quarter, which I'm not saying they would have beat Georgia, but they would have had an opportunity to make some noise on the next possessions. But 
despite all the focus, the whole bye week stuff, um, the focus on Tennessee's offensive tempo, I wouldn't be shocked if this game's in the 20s. Um, I think Kentucky, to me, matches up better against Tennessee than the last two years they've had. Um, but until we see Kentucky put a complete game together, I just can't reverse this in this series. I I, I just can't, you know. And a name to watch in this is James Pierce, Jr. He ranked second in the SEC in sacks per game for Tennessee, um, which Kentucky's offensive line is going to be at full strength since the first season opener. Um, but the pass protection is taking a step back to me. Um, protection's got to be big this week. Um, you can't you can't lose your their ball. Line, their defensive line is pretty darn good. So it yeah, and you can't you can't lose blocks against Tennessee. You can't you can't get behind the sticks. Um, you know the second and twelves, the third and thirteens. You get behind the sticks against a team like Tennessee. It's just a recipe for disaster. Um, and you don't know where Tennessee's heads at. You know after they lost to Alabama. You know, the Alabama game, that they was dominating the first half. Then all of a sudden, Alabama just hit a click in the second half, and it just like they was out of the game that 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 instance, that quick. And you just don't know where Tennessee's going to be at. But I think this is going to be a tight game. I think – I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be played in the 20s. But I do think Tennessee wins this game. I just – until Kentucky puts an offense together – and shows me that they can put it together for four quarters. I can't. I just can't trust them. And, and I don't trust Joe Milton either. But I trust him more than I do Devin Leary. And that's a lot. Right. So well, okay. Anybody who knows Brad, that's me, by the way, knows that I don't like Tennessee. Okay. Anybody that knows me knows I don't like Tennessee. Um. Tennessee has has had Kentucky's number all my life, basically. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. I mean, you know, and you know, <clears throat> since mid '80s, they've had Kentucky's number. Um, Kentucky's mm-hmm. won three of the last like fourteen or fifteen games against Tennessee. Um, yeah, and that's you know that's basically all I've seen them win since the mid '80s. Um, Here's my thing with with this Kentucky team. Until I see people actually step up and make positive, game-changing, game-winning plays instead of making boneheaded mistakes and penalties, I just can't see that this team can win a game with the caliber of a Tennessee and I haven't, and I haven't picked them all year. Um, if you remember, during the Florida week, I didn't even pick, I didn't even pick Kentucky to beat Florida, and you know Kentucky comes out and Ray Davis goes all worldly, all Superman, and proves me wrong for a day. Then the fault was it the following week, they just fell, fell flat on their face. Like I, the inconsistencies with Kentucky is what gets me. Um, and, and the fact that Tennessee owns this series, 
they 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 pretty much owned it since the early 60s, 70s. I mean, here's the deal, John. And, so, two weeks ago now, not last week because it was a bye week, we saw Kentucky come out in the first quarter. Ray Davis is running great. Kentucky comes out, you know, in the first quarter has a 14 to nothing lead. And then the they, just simply, they just simply go away from running the football. They do. They and go they go week, away. And, they and go away week, from what got them there. And but this week, Stoops was asked about that. And his response was. Well, you know, we were trying to establish the the passing game and get Larry involved and blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. That's great. I'm not saying that you don't do that. However, after about three drives, when you switch it up and, and they're coming back and making a damn comeback to beat your ass, you don't stick with it. You go back to what got you the 14 to nothing lead and you win the football game. I'm going to tell you something that I've been reading up on Tennessee. Um, they got some really good backs, Jalen Wright and Mari Small. They're very good running backs. And I'm going to tell you something. This is just this is just me talking. Um, I nobody's putting words in my mouth. If Kentucky cannot stop Tennessee, this will be a blowout. Because as much as I hate to sit here on my own show and tell you guys that I'm going to pick Tennessee, as much as I hate to say it, now is Kentucky's defense underrated? Bread, I, I've got to take it. I've got to take Tennessee in this three and a half. Points I, I do. That's what, that's what I'm going to take. Until I see Kentucky play a game where they're making winning plays and not losing plays. That's where I'm going to go. And, and I am too. And like I said, if Kentucky can't get off their blocks, pressure Milton and get, you know, knock these running backs minus off their the Florida game, guys. The, if you're a fan, you know. if you're a friend of mine or whatever, minus the Florida game, the Florida game, Kentucky looks great. Outside of that, they haven't looked great all season long. Yeah. Well, here's, the, here's another quick question and we'll move on to the next game, but you know, like I said, if you can't get off your blocks, you can't pressure the quarterback, get the running backs out in space, and and make tackles. This could be a long. This could be a long but night. They did that. What I'm saying to you is, is they did that against Florida. They dominated both well, sides. I'm not saying that. Them. I'm saying if they do that against Tennessee, Tennessee to me is better than Florida, but. Well, let me say this. Florida Florida beat Tennessee because Florida to Tennessee is what we are to Tennessee. Yes. It's a mind thing. Yes. And it's a a mental thing. So So we are capable of winning this game because we demolished this Florida team. Not that Florida is better than Tennessee. It's just a mind game, the the history. But we demolished Florida and Florida beat Tennessee. So we can win this game. It's it's college football. It's every given Saturday. So, but yep. give me but give me Tennessee. I picked them to win, um, to cover the three and a half. I just don't. I just can't pick Kentucky until you prove me wrong. I just can't do it. I, I'm I'm well, I gotta be. I'm a, I gotta talk about it because it's making me sick to my stomach. I gotta be real. I gotta be realist. <laughs> it's making me sick to my stomach. So, <laughs> all right. 
Y'all, y'all just don't know. Y'all have no idea. You Ohio don't State is a 14 and a half point favorite at Wisconsin. So what do you think on this? Does Wisconsin have a just they have a they have a shot at home to to win or to keep it within 14 and a half uh, points? Wisconsin is so sketchy at times. Um, like certain games, you know. Um, you just don't know what team you're going to get. And Ohio State, to me, just hasn't really looked like Ohio State. You know what I mean? They haven't um, – you know, they've – Marvin Harrison Jr. made a made a statement last week against Penn Penn State. Well, and lately they've just they pulled away towards the end in some of these games. Um, which Wisconsin's only lost one home game all year, which and they best college football player in the in the country, by the way. Yeah, Marvin Harrison. Jr. I, I agree. Um, he's not going to win the Heisman, but he's the best player. Wisconsin's offense is not real good. Um, Ohio State ranks fourth nationally in total defense and third in scoring defense. So this will be Wisconsin's toughest game yet, but um, it's on the road, and Big Ten road games are hard at times. And this could be another one of those nail biters, or we could have a blowout. You just don't. You just don't know how Ohio State's going to come out. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks they've had to basically put the game away late in the late in the third and fourth quarters. You know, the Maryland game, the Penn State game. I think it was the uh, what was the game before that? Um, there was another one. I think was it Notre Dame? No, they won late in the Notre Dame game. But really, like the last darn. What play. I mean, they, they've they've had to put you know, the game away on ice late in the game, the last two games. So, uh, I think I think I'm going to take Ohio State in the 14 and a half. I just don't. Man, you're, you're lining up with everything I'm thinking. I think that's what I'm going to do as well. Well, Wisconsin, Wisconsin don't, has, don't have the offense to, to, no. to hang with Ohio State, and which Ohio, Ohio State has. Ohio State has a pretty good defense, too, this time. They do, and their offense ain't really gelled together yet, Ohio State's ain't. But there's that one game they're going to break out and they're going to go ballistic. And, yeah. I, and, it might, and it might be this one. And McCord is finding ways to get Harrison the ball now. He's he's, he's a game, To me, he's a game manager, I guess you could say. So and he, and he, and he fixes if he can the, continue to do that, he, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to take Ohio State some places. Like, he's that he good. He is. I agree. So give me Ohio gonna, State. 14 I'm going to take Ohio State in this one as well. So, all right. Then we got Colorado is going to UCLA, and this is a a big spread, if you ask me. UCLA yeah. is 15. I was, I was kind of wondering about this one. Um, they're a 15 and a half point favorite. It is at um, UCLA. So, and I, I know I said a few weeks ago that I was done with Colorado this year after they um, got beat by Stanford. So, so if you if you are a fan of the show and you heard me say that, I apologize that I put them back on here because that game 
basically done me in with Colorado. Stanford's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. How they got beat, give up 46 points. Well, Stanford. the biggest it's issue, beyond. Colorado's. I could put together a team out here across the street and beat Stanford, I think. <laughs> well, to be fair, Colorado's pass defense is one of the worst in the country. You know, they're and their ground game is non and their ground game's non-existent. Um, and I think I'm exaggerating so, a little bit, guys. You can well, chill. I, I'm exaggerating a little. Which the Bruins have got probably one of the better run D's in the country. They've they're thir- they're ranked fourth in the country in takeaways. Um, I'm not so sure UCLA covers this game. Um, I mean, Colorado's got a heck of an offense. It's they their do. defense. It's their it's defense horrendous. that stinks the, it stinks the field up. So, yeah. at this point. But UCLA has a pretty good defense. But UCLA's offense ain't. ain't it's not up to par with Colorado. No, it's not up to par with Shadir Sanders and Travis no. Hunter and no, Donovan Edwards. Um. It's just not. So, yeah, I say Donovan Edwards. I don't know. Did he you? plays for Michigan, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know. You I'm thinking about the Edwards play. kid that plays for Colorado, the running back. Is who I was thinking about. So, yeah. but Colorado's pass defense is not good. Um, but they're going to store, I think, on UCLA. But I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, Colorado's going to have to at least win one of these games down the stretch. I think – don't they play – they play Arizona State? They do. And Arizona. To, I think they're going to have to win those two, I think, to get to a bowl game if they want to get to a bowl game because I don't think they're going to win at the Rose Bowl um, Saturday. They're, but I don't think UCLA covers either. So, so you've got Colorado. Yeah, I, a 16-and-a-half-point spread – but this UCLA offense is very, um, very. It is. Weird. I I agree with you. It is a it is a large spread. I was. It's kind of large, but but I get where they're going with it. You know the Colorado defense ain't real good, but their offense is going to move the ball. You know they got they got a lot of weapons. They got Shadur Sanders. Well, now UCLA um, did a, score forty two points last week. Well. I can't remember who they played. Forgot now, but they scored forty-two points last week. It might was it Arizona? It was one of the lower Pac-12 schools. I can't remember who it was now. Uh, but let's see. So, I'm trying. I'm trying to find the schedule because if I don't forget, it was. Uh, it was Stanford. Okay, well, there you go. Stanford, it was 42 to 7. 42 to 7, yeah. 42 to 7. So they that's what I'm saying. Like Stanford's they give up Stanford's points to Stanford, and Colorado, Colorado gave up 46 in one game. That gives me hope that UCLA might cover this spread then. <laughs> so, so here's the deal even though I think this is a large spread, if you're going to say Colorado is going to hold them within the spread, I'm going over on this one. I just I, I told you, I just that Colorado that that one game just killed. I, I think I think that's where a lot of this is going towards. 
is because of their defense, I think. A lot of it because they can't, they, can't, they, really can't. they can't stop nobody. I don't even think they can so stop good. Glasgow. So give me, give me UCLA I really don't think they can stop Glasgow High School. In, they might in not Miller. be able to. I ain't kidding. I'm not even playing. That's that's a horrendous score. All right. Second to last one, Mississippi State at Auburn, six and a half points. This is a game that's very huge for both teams, I think. It is. This is a big game in the West because yes. Auburn finishes with Mississippi State, with mm-hmm. – um, Arkansas with like they finish if they can win this game, there is a possibility that they could win like three in a row before they get to the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen it last week, you know, Mississippi State, you know, they've grinded out two consecutive they, games. They Arkansas seven to three. Well, and Mississippi State was playing without Will Rogers, who still it still remains questionable. Um, for me, it's Auburn. You know, they've struggled in conference play. Um, but all by by a touchdown. It's not like they're they're getting blown out, except right. maybe the LSU game. Yeah. It's it's their offense. They can't they can't make plays offensively. Their defense keeps them in the games. It's just their offense has time. Got a kicker. Well, they do. And <laughs> And they got a decent good. running game. Um, I think this game will be won on the ground. Mississippi State um, likes to run the football. So, and Auburn's rush defense is 89th in the country. And I think this game will come down to if Auburn can make enough stops and can Mississippi State score when they when they're given the opportunities. And last week, without Will Rogers, let me just tell you, right now, if you watched the Arkansas Mississippi State game last week, I hope you had, I hope you had some dilated eyes because it was, it, it I mean, it was, it was a tough watch. It was every single play. It just seemed like pump, 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 pump. It was just Lord have mercy. It was awful. It was an awful game. If you if you was a fan of those teams, I, I you know I'm sorry. It just it was not a good football game. And what's so funny take, about it is Arkansas should have, Arkansas had plenty of chances to win it. Well, yeah, two or three chances with, to with win that the kind game. Of score, yeah, it don't take but one more score and you can win. <laughs> I just in Mississippi State, if I remember, they missed a field goal late in the game that would have put them up a touchdown and. There was just a lot of things going on in this game, but um, what's the spread you said on this game? Six and a half. It's at it's at Auburn, right? It's at Jordan Hare, yeah. I want to pick Auburn just because it's there, but right now Auburn's just they're not they're just not a good football team right now, and I think Mississippi State might be just a little bit better. So give me Mississippi State in the. Six and a half. I think Mississippi State covers this game for six and a half. Okay. Well, I'm going to take Auburn and take the six and a half. Like, I think Auburn's going to cover this. I really do. I'm at home. 
Yeah, but give me Auburn is just not a good team offensively. They're they aren't, but neither is Mississippi State. No, they're not easy, especially without Will Will Rogers. Well, and the thing too, they're changing a whole different style the way they run. That's the main key to me because Rogers might not play again, and with that and it being at Jordan Hare, I'm going to take Auburn in this. Well, the thing too. Mississippi State's going from an air raid to a whole totally different offense. They are. They're doing more pro-style stuff. Yeah. The last game we're going to talk about is Oregon State. Oregon State is still right up there, ranked about a 12th or 13th in the country. They are this is three a, point. They this are is a game. Point. This is a game to be careful with. Yeah, they're a three-point favorite at Arizona. Arizona is a lot better than people give them credit for. They are. Um, they have a really, really good quarterback who can move the ball around the field. And, like, Arizona is a lot better team than people give them credit for. Well, they got a good quarter. They got a good quarterback, too. Noah for 50, 550. Yeah. I call him 550. <laughs> DeLora, De Laura, I think is his last name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To me, the Beavers are a real well-balanced team. Their defense is not the best, but they, they give you a chance to win every single night they play. And, you know, Damian Martinez is one of the best running backs in the country. Um, DJ um, is doing a good job there at quarterback. But this, to me, this is a really tricky spot for Oregon State. Um I'm going to take Arizona to cover this game, the three points. Okay. I mean, this is a game that could be a toss-up at three, you know, at it, minus three. Well, it's, it's one of those games that you don't want to you don't want to fall asleep in because you still got an opportunity to go to the Big 12 championship, and you don't want to lose this game to, to not have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. They have one loss. That's it. They're still in the hunt. They're still in the race mm-hmm. for the Pac-12 championship. Um, game and this is a game that they have to have. They brought in a guy yeah, like DJU um, to to you know to take them there. This mm-hmm. is a game that they have to win. I know it's a tough place to go into. Arizona has a really good quarterback, and um, you know they demolished demolished Washington State a couple of weeks ago, forty four to six. Arizona did. Um. I mean, demolished them. So, you know, this is a dangerous, dangerous game for Ohio, Ohio, for Oregon State. Um, And, you know, there's a part of me that wants to pick what you did, John, but I'm going to take the opposite. I think this Oregon State team is a good team, and they need this game to stay on track. So I'm going to take Oregon State and take the three points in this (laughs) All right, guys, so before we move on to our locks and our upsets, I'm going to talk about our new uh, partner affiliation with Homefield. We here at College Sportscast are now a partnered affiliate for Homefield, which is a premium licensed college apparel company, Mm -hmm. and they have over 150 teams. I think it's really close to 180 teams, to be honest with you. 
and they have these cool retro logos and mascots and recognized throwback teams and they 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 have these vivid colors and these vintage stuff and vintage designs check them out they are a great great we're really excited to have them here at college sportscast to have college teams and offer such great apparel and stuff here um that kind of goes along with all the teams that we talk about i mean even fcs and football man you can get firm and stuff you can get i mean so i mean you can go and find your team. It's not just Division Ones. There is, like I said, I think it's close to 180 teams, and they have some really, really cool designs. You can get tees, sweatpants. You can get hoodies, sweatshirts, check hats, um, all kinds of different stuff, and they are really, really cool. Check them out. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Mm -hmm. And use our code CSCAST. If you are a first-time buyer, you'll get 15% off with our code. All right, guys. So we're going to move on to our lock, our, to our upsets of the week. And John, just so you know, for the very first time last week, me and you got our upsets last week. I picked Oklahoma State, and I looked at yours, and I can't remember now who you picked. Off the top of my head. Virginia, I believe, over North Carolina. But you won. But you won your upset. I can. Tell it was you Virginia. It was Virginia over North Carolina. I think. Well, we both won our upset, so now I am. A whopping one and seven. John's two in a row is two and six. Um, Taylor didn't win his, but hey, for the my first upset, time, we won. I'm, I'm going to go a little different route. I'm going to go a different route this week. I think I'm going to take Colorado State over Air Force, and I tell you why. Oh my gosh, really? Because Air Force is missing their quarterback. And it's Are on the we, road. He was supposed to be out last week, and he played. Well, there's word that he might not play, so I don't know yet. They won't know till tomorrow. But it's in Fort Collins. So, and Colorado State's a tough place to play. And I think I'm going to go – I'm just going to go out on a limb and just say Colorado State pulls the upset tomorrow. If I lose, I lose, I guess. I'm going to take, take Duke over Louisville. I picked it in here. So, doing these, Duke is a four-and-a-half point uh, underdog at Louisville. I really mm -hmm. like Riley Leonard. I like what Elko's done. I mean, don't get me wrong. Brom's a good coach, and he's going to get them turned around. I just think he's in his first year. And mm -hmm. if Riley plays, I've got Duke. Um, so, I'm going to pick them. As my upset pick here, my lock of the week. Our man, lock. I, I Taylor, think I'm gonna go. Taylor's the I only one that got the week. I'm gonna go Florida State, Wake Forest. Um, I know it's on the road, but Wake Forest is just not a good football team right now. 
Yeah, I thought about picking that one, to be honest with you. And FSU's um, playing at a really high level right now. I picked FSU on a team that I thought they should cover a couple of weeks ago, and they missed it by a few points. And I think they I covered know, I the, I think they take care of business against uh, Wake Forest. So. You know who I'm going to take? Minnesota plays Michigan State at home in Minnesota. Um, and the Michigan State is coming off of a 49 to nothing drubbing of Michigan. Well, and, and the shambles. controversy and the yeah, controversy and in, with and in shambles, and the spread on this is only seven points. Well, in favor of Minnesota, it didn't make things worse, and it didn't make things worse when they posted a picture of Hitler on the jumbo. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, was. There, yeah, 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 yeah. That's I'm true too. You, they're, they're, they're so, in a, here, you know. so I'm, you know, seven points. I think Minnesota's covering that. I think that is a steal of a lock, you know, for the week. If you ask me, now mm-hmm. I haven't been right a lot. So normally these things go the opposite way. So we'll see. But yeah. that's who I'm going to take this week is Minnesota over By the Michigan. way. Basketball kicks off November 6th. Are you ready? I am super excited about basketball. Speaking of basketball, since we're going to bring that up, when basketball season does start here on College Sportscast Game Day Pick'em, we will start adding a few weekly basketball games to pick as well. Um, If you followed us last year, you know that we did that. Right now, we've been picking around 12 games a week for football um, to do on our College Sportscast Game Day Pick'em Show here. But when basketball season starts, we will probably do somewhere between six or eight football games. Yeah, and and, pick and pick when the bowl and when the bowl season starts, we usually we do every single bowl game. So. Yes. Yeah, we did every bowl game last year um, in our pickums. Um, so we'll do those as well. But for our game day pickum, just so you guys know, if you've been following along with us, um, they will we or we will switch up and do about six or eight football and six or eight basketball through the week. That way we can do a little bit of both. We are college sports cast after all. We are covering football and basketball. Um, and we even do a little bit of baseball coverage. And we do some we do some um, NFL draft because it's the college players being drafted and uh, NBA draft as well. Um, so we, we cover a little bit of everything, I feel like, that yeah. has to do with college sports. We'll even talk about some women's college basketball. We talked about some last year too, with uh, yeah. with LSU and, and Iowa, and you know some of the better teams and stuff like that. So we'll cover some of that. Caitlin Clark will be back this year. So yeah, and Angel Reese. So we have a bunch of that to talk about too this year. And then on softball, we talked a lot about um, Oklahoma, who has won three titles undefeated uh three titles in a row so i mean oklahoma yeah. softball's out there so i mean there's a lot to talk about here on college sportscast yeah. i just wanted to 
kind of run through that. We will be switching up a little bit and doing a little basketball soon on the College Game Day Pick'em Show here. So since you brought it up, I thought it was a good time to talk about it. Um, our next show will be Sunday, a couple of days from now, 3 o'clock. That'll be our weekend wrap-up show. We will talk about these games that we did and any other top games, you know, of the day. Um, I think Wyoming and Bo Boise State's going to be a good game. I think UNLV and Fresno State's going to be a good game that we didn't bring up and talk about tonight. So um, there's a few other. Coastal Carolina and Marshall will, should be a good game on Saturday. Some of the lower-tier games, um, you know, that we didn't talk about tonight. So any of those games we will talk about on Sunday. And I appreciate you guys being on with us. Hopefully, we will uh, pick a few of these games right <laughs> and steer you guys in the right direction. If there's one game that I actually hope I get wrong, I think you all know what game that is. <laughs> Just say it. We know. <laughs> I think y'all know. I think y'all know what game that is. That's all I'm going to yeah, say. We know. All right. Peace out. I'll see you guys Sunday. Have a good night.